And hello and welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. And Rich Baxter over here. How you doing, Gary? I'm doing good, Rich. And happy Halloween to you and to all our listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> happy Halloween. If you see some spiders uh, coming onto your screen, if you're watching a YouTube video, it's not, uh, <laughs> not anything that's, <laughs> to be alarmed Nothing about, but they're probably real. <laughs> yeah there's a good chance of that <laughs> rich <laughs> yeah. well we have uh made it to a complete season if you will of major league baseball the 2020 season has uh, reached its conclusion with the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series. And as usual, I was wrong. I picked the uh, Tampa Bay Rays to win. Uh, but the uh, Dodgers persevere. Yeah, it's amazing uh, that the Dodgers have not won since 1988. Uh, I started thinking to myself, man, that was a lot of presidents ago. Uh, 1988 i was trying to remember who the president was that many years ago and of course the dodgers have had huge payrolls over the years i you know and great players to boot but i found it hard to believe that they did not win a world series going back since 1988 yeah yeah and uh they were on the list as one of the longest uh not to a one in between uh, the uh, the wins, but uh, they did it with timely hitting and some terrific relief pitching. And, uh, you know, the Rays, they just didn't hit it all during the series. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, Kevin Cash, the manager, pulled out Blake Snell, and everybody will be questioning that move from here until the infinitum. Uh, in the sixth, uh, sixth game, why he pulled him out with, I think it was 79 pitches or something along that line. But to uh, take him out at that point when he was pitching brilliantly. And then, of course, uh, we know what happens. Uh, they lost the lead and uh, they lost the series. But uh, they didn't hit at all at Tampa Bay like they were hitting in the previous series and uh, kudos to the Dodgers for, you know, they had the, a revolving door of relief pitches, kept moving them in and out, and it worked. Yeah, Blake Snell doing his best. And as you said, game six, uh, it was timely hitting that the uh, Tampa Rays needed. They couldn't come up with it. So uh, what can you say? They gave it a good run. There's always going to be a loser. Did we really expect them to beat the Dodgers? Probably not. 
But as you were rooting for the Rays, so was I. Uh, underdog, of course, they faced the Phillies in 2008 as um, World Series opponents and uh, just had a, a tremendous support for them because the payroll was so much lower than the Dodgers, probably about a quarter of the payroll there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was more of a Cinderella type of story. And, and, you know, they, they have a habit of, uh, they have a fantastic minor league system and they just keep getting these guys. I think they need a little bit more pitching. I think the pitching depth and of course, like we said, the lack of hitting, but, uh, you know, this was really an endurance test this year. And I think they may have run out of gas as far as offensively. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the pitching staff, I don't think was as deep as the Dodgers. And, and that, that ended up being really the, uh, the, uh, the difference in the whole series, but, uh, an interesting series wasn't the most exciting, uh, I know you've got a little story about that, uh, about the TV ratings. Yeah, the uh, World Series TV ratings among one of the worst that has ever been seen uh, by us, the watchers out there. Uh, TV uh, World Series ratings dropping an average of 32% below the previous low. So you're... You're at the low, and then you're going to go 32% <laughs> below that. That's a lot. Wow. Six games on Fox, average of 5.2 rating, a 12 share, and 9.785 million viewers. Uh, so that's for the average rating over six games. Previous low was 7.6 rating with a 12 share and 12.660 million viewers for the San Francisco Giants four-game sweep over the Detroit Tigers in 2012. So, yeah, Gary, um, huge uh, drop in ratings. And, of course, it kind of mirrors the basketball drop in ratings as well. Uh, this article that you're seeing, if you're watching our YouTube video here, hopefully you're seeing it, uh, categorizes the basketball series that was uh, – disastrous as far as ratings uh for them and now mlb follows suit and you know what's interesting too is that there was a big market team in there uh and you would think that the los angeles market would at least be able to carry it up to the previous low but i guess people are sick out and tired of everything out there as well and and they do have the nicer weather, so maybe people are out doing things and, and didn't want to be uh, bothered. But, you know, you only, you only have to wonder uh, because it was in a time frame of, of a regular World Series as of late. So, uh, But who knows? It could be, you know, people just got um, a coronavirus fever and want to get out of the house, and, and a lot of them are mad at sports for – what you know, we've talked about this in the past, getting too political, and maybe people were ticked off as that as well. Um, and maybe because none of the games were in LA, people lost some of the interest, you know. Um, yeah, the, the back and forth, coast to coast type of atmosphere right. out there. You had the COVID, as you said, 
uh, the election, Halloween, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that could yeah, lots to, of things. Yeah, you know, there, yeah. there's a ton of things, but um, we'll see. You know, in 21, what happens with sports? We've we've seen a big drop in viewing in sports. Now, if you think a lot of people are home, you would think would be the opposite of that. Um, and people were jonesing for sports back in March, April, and May, of course, when everything was shut down. Right. But um, before we move on from the World Series story, uh, I just wanted to bring on to our YouTube video watchers. Of course, we are a podcast, but I got some good feedback from one of our listeners and watchers on YouTube. I'm going to try to make it a little more visually exciting for you guys as well. Um, The World Series champ swag, the hats in general, are out. I kind of like the looks of these hats, Gary. Uh, The champs hats, yeah. Yeah, the logo on the side there is very nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got a dozen of them or more. Look at this one here. Gee, uh, World, look at this World Series champs and the LA Lakers. How about that one? Yeah, half yeah. purple, half blue. Uh, this is particularly nice too. It's got the uh, cho- uh trophy on it with LA yeah, yeah. World Series champs there. Uh, a lot of swag, a lot of uh, merchandise follows yeah. World Series win, of course, and uh, LA brings it home for two professional sports teams this year so kudos to them for that yeah and with uh that's uh that's a a good point you make there rich whoever won this world series would have been the second uh one to win as tampa bay took home the hockey uh stanley cup so we could have had two major sports in, in in two cities either one winning would have had the two titles for the year so uh, it happened to be L.A. They got it, and the Lakers won the NBA championship. But uh, interesting, uh, interesting turn of events. And you mentioned 2021, Rich, and are we even going to have a season again? Who knows? Uh, I hope they're going to take this time and be better prepared that if they decide to go into spring training in February and go into a bubble type of situation, that that you know, we have games starting in April, if, if that's the case. Um, you know, hopefully we'll have a vaccine by then, and that'll make a world of difference. Uh, but, you know, they say this thing's going to continue, so who knows? But, you know, baseball's moving ahead and, and planning uh, as if it's, if it's nothing. Uh, you know, teams are making moves. The... Uh, the White Sox and the Tigers hired managers. A.J. Hinch, the former Houston Astro manager, was hired as the uh, Detroit Tigers manager today. They will hide all the trash cans in the dugouts now in <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> They're banned from the dugout. And uh, Tony LaRusa, in a shocker, was named the White Sox manager. And it, it, it's a shock because Tony LaRusa's. 76 years old yeah (laughs) yeah but Uh, he he doesn't look it yeah nobody hasn't managed in a decade either so yeah i i don't know it's gonna be an interesting thing to see what happens and he's and he's taking over a team that uh made it to the playoffs this year so it's gonna be some pressure on him uh 
to do some good there, but you know, yeah. gee, I don't know. I, well, I, I'm not sure. One thing is for sure. When you're a younger person, a fan of the game, I'm talking, you know, eight, to eight years old to maybe 15 you see these older guys come out to the mound, the managers. You don't know their history, of course, uh, in the game. Uh, think back to our days. We had uh, Yogi Berra seemed to be with the game forever. Uh, a lot of other guys. Tommy Lasorda was with the game forever before he finally retired. A few others uh, over the years. Uh, but I, I think it's great, you know, like, uh, I don't like to see the world turned over to the younger crowd, so to speak, right away. <laughs> you know, let some of these guys still work. Um, they're still capable of doing the job. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, you know, it's just the can he relate to the younger players? And as I said, he's been out of the game 10 years. Uh, that is a long, long time to be out before, uh, you know, uh, and then try to come back. So we will see. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, something we didn't talk about before, but I just noticed that uh, uh, people are uh, teams, as I said, teams are making moves already. Uh, the White Sox declined options on Edwin and Geo. I guess that's. Uh, let me see if the story comes up here. And uh, Corey Kluber was declined uh, and did not get uh, an option from the uh, Texas Rangers. So the White Sox uh, was uh, Edwin on Edwin Incarcion and Gio Gonzalez were not picked up by then. They did not option pick up their options. So we're seeing teams already starting to make some sort of uh, moves and mostly money moves. Rich, they're not picking up the big contracts. Uh, I, the Mets uh, did not pick up the option on three of their players and. For those that don't know, I'm a Met fan, and uh, Rich is a Philly fan. Mm -hmm. uh, those are our main teams. But, the pain uh, that we suffer. Yes, we because do. Of it. <laughs> well, we're hoping uh, uh, not to skip. I know I'm skipping around a little bit, but uh, the Met sale yes. was approved today by the Major League owners. So we have a new owner, $14 billion worth of owner. And Steve Cohen, hopefully he'll bring uh, joy back to Metsville. Uh, and uh, wash uh, out the bad taste that the uh, Wilpons had left, and we'll get some players here. But, uh, yeah, teams are operating as if normal, and, you know, they have to. They have to plan on these things and uh, be prepared for as if spring training will take place in February and uh, the year is going to start on time. That sounds good. Optimism burning in New York, especially Mets fans. And getting back to LaRusso, I'll put him up on the screen for our YouTube uh, watchers. Now, this is him about nine years ago with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series 2011. And you can see right over here, this color here, <laughs> that's just for men. So if he wasn't using just for men, he would look, 
you know, 70 years old, but <laughs> he knows how to hide it well. So, uh, I'm sure Tony will be, uh, sporting his... brown hair in 21. Only his hairdresser knows for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. But yeah, as you said, Gary, the, um, the, the scuttlebutt around the MLB is that a lot of these players are not going to get their contracts. As you brought up, ownership does not know whether they're going to be able to sell tickets in 21. Uh, we're still very much in this COVID right now, although it's promised that uh, within a month or so, we may have some interesting developments on a uh, vaccine, hopefully. And um, that would put this to an end, but we have uh, the Cubs declined left-hander, John Lester, uh, $25 million co uh, contract option there in Chicago. So that, that was really no big surprise. That's a huge number uh, yeah. if you're not, not going to make the revenue. And what, I think MLB lost about $3 billion, they said, uh, this past Something season. like that. And that doesn't mean that these teams are not going to sign these guys back. You know, there's a good chance. They just don't want to sign them at that rate at this age now. And this is a way that they can, they can, you know, uh, let them go out and be free agents if they wish, or they can sign them back uh, on, uh, on a cheaper deal. Uh, David Robertson, I think the relief pitcher for the, was he with the Phillies? I think he was I with believe. the Phillies. Yeah. 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 They, I think they declined him as well. So, um, you know, he had a lot of injuries, so he's got something to prove. But a lot of these guys will probably – the Rangers would like to sign Kluber, but they don't want to pay him that kind of money, you know. So they'll probably offer him something lower or let him test free agency and see how it goes. Uh, he had some injuries this year as well, didn't have a great year. Tough year to, for pitchers, though, to really gauge uh, – a pitcher, uh, he had Tommy John surgery, I think. Uh, uh, was it Kluber or somebody? I'll get somebody else in my head. Uh, but the, not this past year, the year before. So uh, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason. There's going to be a lot of big names. But, you know, consider this. A lot of the names that we're hearing already, Kluber, Lester, our guys had a 35-36, too. So do they have anything left in the tank is the next question. And that's another reason why they don't want to pay them $20 million if they don't feel like there's much left in the tank. Maybe they'll pay them $5 million or something if they want to come back, you know, uh, on, on incentive-laden contracts, then that's what they'll do. But uh, uh, it'll be it, – it's going to – this may be – you know, every year we say it's going to be a fascinating offseason. Because of the pandemic and corona, and we don't know what's going to happen next year, this mm -hmm. could be an even one of the top, uh, you know, uh, fascinating winter meetings that we're going to see. And plus they're going to be remote. So uh, the owners' meetings, I think, are the uh, seventh. I, I had the date. I can't locate it now. A uh, couple of weeks, the owners' meetings will be taking place. And then in December is the uh, usual winter meetings. And I, I believe they were going to be in Dallas, but now they're just going to do them remotely. 
who knows though? What happens if we get a vaccine in in November and and it's working and maybe they'll they'll have it in person the meetings? But uh, my guess is they'll be you know they've got them scheduled as remotely now, so they'll probably stick to that. But that will be a fascinating week to see uh, and this whole this whole off season to see who signs where. Will the Mets make a move because they have a new owner? Um, will the Yankees, because they fell short this year? Um, what about the Red Sox? Uh, who, uh, by uh-huh. the way, are talking to their previous manager, Alex Cora, which is a good move on their part, I think, who was uh, his suspension is up, and uh, they're thinking of bringing him back. So um, it's going to be an interesting offseason for baseball, Rich. Yeah, you got the Brave Chicago uh, in consideration. Uh, a lot of these teams with some big names, Cole Hamels, will he come back for 21? And as you said, Gary, what kind of pay are they going to get? Is it going to be a regular season? Nobody knows yet. Um, I imagine as time goes on, uh, more plans will be made for the 21 season. Towards the end there, we had some fans in the stands, but now we understand as we're getting the news every day that uh, the COVID situation seems to be picking up possibly, and uh, maybe things will go back the other way. You don't know. So it's going to be a waiting game for sure. Rest of the year, the Phillies uh, still on the fence on signing JT Real Muto, but nobody's going to be handing out big contracts and for 21 i don't think so you know unfortunately these players are caught in the middle of it yeah and uh we'll have to see i think there's going to be a one, lot of one-year deals even the uh, probably a guy like Rio muto and bauer gonna get a big deal but uh, you know after those two i don't uh, you know who else is is uh, really that big a name that's going to want it? Uh, now there's a story that Rio Muto likes it in Philadelphia, does not want to come to New York. He's not interested in coming to New York. So is that you know what the Mets and the Yankees? Did they pursue it or did they just let it drop? Yeah. So all those things will play out this off season. At least it'll give us some entertainment to deal with uh, and our long wait till 2021. The off season is well underway now. Um, only a couple days old, but uh, it's going to be a few months uh, before we start up again with baseball for sure. And uh, moving on to another portion of the off season, of course, is the 2021 hall of fame ballot. And I just put up on the screen for our YouTube watchers as well as our podcast listeners out there. Some first ballot Hall of Famers this year. I'll go through a quick list here. Tim Hudson, Mark Burley, Tori Hunter, Dan Harron, Barry Zito, uh, Aramis Ramirez. Surprised to see this name on there. Shane Victorino as, as a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Grady Sizemore. Alex Rios, A.J. Burnett. I could almost see an A.J. Burnett in there. A um, couple other big names, uh, Raphael Soriano, Corey Hart, 
Michael Kadire, all first name ballot this year? Well, none of them jump out to me as Hall of Fame is in that crew, I don't think. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be a stretch to get get anybody from there. But, of course, we have the Schillings, the Clemens, the Bonds, uh, Viscio, uh, Omar Viscael, Scott Rowland, Billy Wagner still hanging in there, Gary Sheffield, uh, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez. So the, the steroid crowd is still hanging in there and still eligible yeah. to make it. And they're making strides. Uh, so don't be surprised if they uh, don't pop up this year. Uh, interesting that uh, uh, some of the guys on that list, can you pop that list back up again? Yeah, sure. I thought I thought you were done with it here. Yeah, uh, number one would be Kurt Schilling. Uh, he's He was at the top with 70% last year. Not enough to make it, but... Um, he was uh, probably somebody that you'll see get in this year. Shilling there. I, there's a couple of guys there that, that amaze me. Uh, Scott Rowland. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he was a terrific third baseman, but I remember him being hurt so many times that, uh, you know, I, I, I'd have to look up his looking at his numbers. Let's see. He's got pretty he's good. Seventy three hundred and ninety eight at bats, um, two thousand hits, two thousand seventy seven. Yeah, uh, homers three sixteen with twelve hundred and eighty seven RBIs, and then, yeah, as you said, two two eighty one lifetime batting average. As you said, yeah, he was a good player, but the hall isn't about good players. You got to be a great player to get into the hall. Right. And, and I think, uh, that, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think he was that terrific. Uh, I mean, uh, that great, a great player, but you know what, Rich, what he's got going in favor for him is that he's a third baseman and there is a dearth of third baseman in the baseball hall of fame. And, uh, in fact, I read an article where they were trying to, named a bunch of third basemen that they thought should go in like a bill madlock or uh oh um i can't even think of some of the other guys names but uh just got chipper jones in who was predominantly a third baseman uh maybe that helped scott Rowland this year and the other guy that that i'm always fascinating with that that's still up there that people are even talking about it is billy wagner i mean Dominant closer, yes, but he's the number two left-handed pitcher of all time in saves. Uh, John Franco is the leader in saves for left-handed pitchers, and and it kind of strikes me as a little amazing that he's not even in the conversation, and yet uh, uh, Billy Wagner is there all the time, and their numbers are relatively similar so i i don't know where you go with that one doesn't seem uh exactly right to me to leave one out and not you know uh but that's just me and uh maybe i'm being a little prejudiced because it's uh a met but they both were mets so yeah uh no, you i know. mean i just brought up his page in uh 
baseball reference, uh, Billy Wagner, and he's compared with Randy Myers, who is not in the Hall of Fame, um, Craig Kimbrell, and if he's a Hall of Famer, you know, he hasn't uh, uh, retired yet, I don't think. Jonathan Papelbon, he retired a year ago, I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't remember him actually declaring himself retired, but mm -hmm. that's the crowd. Dan Plesek, Randy Myers, he's compared with. Now the only uh, hall of famer he's compared with is Trevor Hoffman. So yeah, I think he just falls short. He's like a Roland. He was just mm -hmm. about there. He had a lot of MLB service in 16 seasons. Roland had 17. So they hung around. That's one of the hallmarks of making the Hall of Fame. You got to have about 16, 17 years right. uh, and hang around, put the right. numbers in. But um, yeah, I think two of those guys would be guys that I would consider really good players, but probably not, not Hall, of, Hall famers. of Famers. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. We still have a couple of hangovers or holdovers, <laughs> maybe a hangover, hangover. too. <laughs> from last year uh, with Derek Jeter and uh, Larry Walker, uh, though they are considered Hall of Famers, I believe if you go to the website, they are listed as a Hall of Famer. And and they are, you know. Um, I would have had a private ceremony, I think, if, if I was them. I don't know if their plaques are up or not, uh, but... Uh, I would have wanted my plaque up already. So, you know, just put it up. What's the difference? You know, the, you can have them get it again. Right. I mean, what's the big deal? They can, they could be in the ceremony. Uh, but again, who knows if we're going to have a ceremony, what happens if there's another, you know, they cancel a ceremony again this year, this could be the longest in waiting to be inducted in the history of, uh, mankind. <laughs> sure. So I, just... I, I Getting back to Billy Wagner real quick. I just looked in July. He's going to be 50 years old. Does that seem right? Yes, it is, Rich. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I don't feel that old. I, I just didn't when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, he's got me by 17 years. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank our listeners for listening to the podcast. And of course the YouTube crowd, maybe you don't listen to podcasts, but our show has always been sort of audio based. The YouTube is just a little extra that we throw on you, but I thought for fun, we would go and review some of our uh, stats here, Gary, with the uh, podcast, let our listeners know um, who's tuning in and where they're coming from. 88% from the U.S. Uh, we still have that 6% over in the United Kingdom. How are you doing over there? Hello, uh, chaps. <laughs> hello, old chap. Hit that ball. 1% uh, in Ireland, Canada, 1%. Um, Japan, less than 1%. But uh, majority of our podcast listeners come through at Apple Podcasts. That's 75%. Anchor direct the website anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show as four percent there overcast with three percent and then 18 percent on other um we have 88 percent male listeners 12 percent 
Hello, ladies, and thank you for listening. Hello, ladies. And here's our breakdown for our age groups here, courtesy of Spotify. They're giving us a breakdown. Um, sort of uh, most listeners are in our sort of age group, Gary, uh, 35 to 60 plus. So thank you very much for listening to the show. Yeah. I, I, where do you find that to break it down? Where is that on the... Uh... That's on the anchor.fm main page oh, when wow. you sign in underneath. Uh, I guess I never go down that far. Yeah. <laughs> 88% male listeners, 12% um, okay. female. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you all so much. And remember, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can by going to that page at anchor.com slash baseball talk and, and be a supporter of the show. Uh, help us, uh, uh, you know, keep the show uh, fresh, come up with new ideas and we're, we're working on stuff and uh, it's just been a crazy year, Rich. And, and uh, we've been inconsistent with shows as, as much as the baseball season has been inconsistent. So, uh, but you know, if you care to help us out, you could do that or go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash baseball talk and uh you could help us uh with any new equipment or whatever that we may need uh that all we we have no sponsors we have no money coming in this is all uh on our backs rich and us rich and i spend our own money to uh, buy microphones and whatever we need computers and whatnot so if you'd like to help out with that either one of those sites would be uh you know uh, very helpful to go to and leave yep. a little bit of a donation. Yeah. And if you go to google.com, can't remember that website URL, just type in baseball talk radio show and the word anchor into the Google search box and you'll come up with our show right as the number one listing. You can click on that. And there you'll find, like Gary said, you can support the show if you'd like. And you know, a lot of, Shows these days have a lot of supporters. I got to hand it to people out there that uh, like to listen to their shows. They turn into supporters and support the show. You know, a lot of professionally done thing is all advertising and things like that, but uh, we don't rely on that. You can also listen to the show on Spotify right from a link from that uh, anchor.fm page that is our main site where the show is kept. So, as Gary said, we'll, we'll be bringing you a lot more news in the offseason. Uh, where will some players end up? Results of meetings with the uh, both the owners and the GMs will be meeting soon. So that'll be interesting. And as well as the players that are coming off a contract, going to sign somewhere for some amount of money. I guess they're all uh, wondering themselves. <laughs> yes, at this point, they probably are. Uh, they don't know where they're going to be, but uh, as I said before, it should be an interesting off season, Rich, and, and we'll be there to follow it. Yes, and hopefully uh, next season we'll be able to talk some ballpark food. We didn't get to there <laughs> this past season. Some of the uh, other stories that we bring you as well. But uh, thanks for listening to this show. Get out there and vote for Election Day. Happy Halloween, everyone. And uh, we'll be seeing you uh, in November. 
with a couple shows as well. So take care, everyone, and please stay safe out there. Wash the hands, wear your masks, and uh, social distance. We'll see you next time on the Baseball Talk Radio Show.